0: You're in the right place for a great gridiron story. Our continuing research and study of football history has landed us in the Big Apple for a look at a very interesting story of a pro football franchise from over 100 years ago named the Staten Island Stapletons. We have their story and their origins coming up in just a moment.
1: This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com.
0: Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pen, your portal to positive football history, and welcome to another journey back in time into one of football's great histories and great teams of yesteryear. And we're going to talk about the Staten Island Stapletons, their origin story and what happened with that, that franchise uh, through their ro- route through football history. But before we do, let's make sure that you're aware of our daily newsletter comes out each and every day, 630 a.m. Eastern time, approximately. And uh, we have some great things that happen on there. We tell you everything is happening here on Pigskin Dispatch, everything with the podcast that you're listening to right now, and Jersey Dispatch in a Sports Jersey Dispatch podcast as well. Also, Orville Mulligan Trader, everything is coming out with that and many items from the sportshistorynetwork.com which, uh, you know, you have a lot of different things that are happening, and you have a lot of information that you get each and every morning on sports history of all types. And uh, we hope you enjoy that. Really easy to sign up for. Just go to the show notes of this very podcast. Go to pigskindispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com up at the top. Become a subscriber. Now, before the NFL existed, and even after that, there was a squad of fellas who loved to play football, and they called themselves the Staten Island Stapleton. Interesting name. It's got an interesting story. According to a very well done article in the PFRA's Coffin Corner in 1985 by Joe Hogorian that titled the Staten Island Stapletons, the team first took the field in 1915. The Gridiron 11 was the brainchild of a man named Dan Blaine, also known as Stapleton for short by his peers and a group of his compadres who just loved playing the game of football together. Headquartered on Staten Island, of course, they had many other nearby teams to play within the New York City boroughs. The five boroughs had a, a great amount of teams of guys that wanted to play football back in that era. They even figured out a way to make a couple of bucks playing the game they loved reportedly about ten dollars a man each for playing the game uh, and a semi-pro status at the time now blaine was a top-notch halfback born in 1891 and per per the militaryhistory.fandom.com website blaine played on the stapes from 1915 through the 1924 season interrupted only in 1918 when he suspended his own play due to serving in the U.S. Armed Forces during World War I. Upon returning home from the war, Mr. Blaine took over the sole ownership of the Stapleton team. The Stapes had won several local area championships, and alas, at the 833 33, after the May 24 season, Blaine had to retire from playing, but this allowed him to focus more on the team's running and business side rather than running with the ball on the field. Now, Blaine was a successful businessman outside of football as well. He owned several local restaurants that did very well financially, making Blaine a wealthy man. Allegedly, and rumored, some of these profits were from the eateries he owned being speakeasies during the Prohibition era. Now, there were rumors of Blaine being a bootlegger as well, transporting illegal booze to his and other establishments that uh, were serving the illicit drinks of patrons uh, during that illegal time to have alcohol. Now, a couple of seasons later, after a devastating 33-0 blanking at the hands of the Newark Bears, a rival team, Blaine heard something from the victorious Newark players that set his team in a new direction. The Bears players had not been paid in weeks, and the talented bunch was disgruntled. You know, after all, they just beat the Staten Island Stapleton's 33 to nothing. Well, this Newark organization was in deep financial trouble. So Blaine was patient. He waited a little bit. They ended up going belly up, and Blaine swooped in and hired most of the Bears' roster to play for the Staples. This infusion of talent took the Stapleton's to a whole new level of play. One of these former Newark players, name was Doug Wyckoff, a talented rookie halfback that formerly played with Georgia Tech. Now, Wyckoff would become the passing leader for the franchise of the Stapletons and eventually their coach. We'll get to that in a moment. Well, the Stapletons ended up winning the Metropolitan Area Gridiron title over all the other independent teams, and they were the talk of the town. That was the case until a guy by the name of Tim Mara, established his New York Giants franchise, which overshadowed the state's successes. In nineteen twenty seven, Wyckoff defected to the Giants, helping them win the National Football League title. Mars g men blanked Blaine's eleven twice that season in head to head non-league games by the score of nineteen to nothing and eighteen to nothing. This really put a uh thorn in the side of dan blaine's progress of being the team of new york's boroughs that people wanted to see you know this was a big time with tim mara backed with some some good money and some good leadership uh with some of the people that were working with him and the staten island did have a bright moment though in 1927 when they knocked off ernie nevers and the duluth eskimos another nfl team by the score of seven to six brought him a little bit of pleasure and a little bit of notoriety. Well, thus a rivalry with the New York Giants arose with this new competitive fervor. But Dan somehow learned Wyckoff back off of the Giants roster and onto the Stapes for 1928. He also landed some promising recruits from local colleges like New York University. The Stapleton team went 10-1-1 in 1928 as an independent slingshot them to bigger and better things and in 1929 the staten island stapletons became an nfl franchise officially replacing the new york yankees franchise that went under the stapes were in the national football league for four seasons 1929 to 1932 and according to the pro football reference they ended up sporting a respectable 14 22 and 9 overall record in the league Well, the Great Depression had hurt attendance for Stapleton games and the rest of the NFL, and financially became a tad too much for Blaine and company to handle in 1932. But before the 1933 season, which saw for the first time in years new franchises entering into the NFL fray as Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati all entered into the National Football League, Dan Blaine asked the NFL brass if he could suspend operations for just a season, and this was granted. But the Staten Island Stapletons never did recover and re-enter into the National Football League. So there you have it. There is the history and the origin of the Staten Island Stapletons. Not a big success in the National Football League, but a 10-1-1 record the year prior as an independent and beating Ernie Nevers and the Duluth Eskimos. That's saying something because that was a pretty good National Football League team. And uh... But there is a part of history, uh, not only for the, the boroughs of New York uh, and the East Coast, but for all of football that uh, you know, just uh, showed how great these, these men were in their desire to play football. They lasted through a war, world war, uh, went through some circuits of being amateur and semi-pro and became professional football players at the highest level. Uh, in their era. So there's something to say about that. And we hope you enjoyed this little bit of football history. And we hope you'll join us next time when we talk about another great piece of American football history that I'm sure you'll love to share with those that you know. So let people know about us. Uh, we're on every single podcast aggregate you can think of. Spotify, the, the Amazon, uh, Audacity, uh, the Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others uh, including Stitcher and, and some of those other ones that uh, we think you really have a great time and easy time finding us. We are the Pigskin Dispatch, and we are here to bring you some great football history. Until next time, everybody, have a great great on your day. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history.
1: on your favorite podcast provider, multiple times each week. So remember that. Darren Hayes, the host of the Big Skin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.